Welcome to Business Lines State of the Economy podcast where you will find insight analysis and the story behind the numbers. Hello and welcome to Business Lines State of the Economy podcast series. I am Parvata Vardhani, editor of Business Lines Sunday feature on investments in personal finance BL portfolio. I am the host for the podcast Themed on Markets which was inaugurated last month. with Mr Krishna Kumar Karwa from MK Investment Managers being the guest I am back again this month with a new guest Mr Vineet Samre head equities DSP Mutual Fund Mid and small cap stocks have been in the spotlight lately many market observers have called the party in the segments close to being over is it really over or is there still steam left let's hear what's happening in this space and what's in store for mid and small cap stocks from Mr Samre Welcome to the podcast uh, Mr Samre thank you for having me today on your podcast definitely sir so this is a time when uh, a lot of uh, noise and news around the mid and small cap uh, stocks is going on so you're a veteran of this space so uh, i'm sure you'll have a lot to tell us today yeah sure uh, despite being a veteran every day is a new learning uh, in the market so we keep yeah. learning every day market <laughs> is a great guru and teacher so we keep learning new lessons but anyways please go ahead so uh, today if you see uh, year to date or one year returns the mid and small cap indices have outperformed the nifty by a huge margin uh, and when the nifty touched 20000 uh, points intraday on the september 11 you had this uh, you know jitters starting uh, on mid and small cap uh, stocks and since then they have also corrected more than the nifty so uh, you think that it's all played out and the party is somewhere close to being over in the mid and small cap space I don't know whether the party is over or no, but uh, let me just maybe give some backdrop to this. Um, what I understand in terms of um, uh, the current rally in the mid and small cap space. So you know, uh, so one anyways, um, uh, the markets uh, we all know that uh, in the long term market uh, basically looks for growth, and uh, in general, uh, whether it be mid caps, large caps, or small caps, if we take the long term returns, they have. Uh, matched the uh, earnings growth uh, for, you know um, over the you know let's say 5 10 15 years uh, time mm-hmm. period now in the interim what generally tends to happen depending upon various other factors uh, other than the fundamental factors be it flows sentiments news flows external environment interest rate inflation all these also basically drive uh, the moves and uh, at times you will have periods where um, you know markets are ahead of the fundamentals sometimes the fundamentals are ahead and then there are periods of adjustments which when you know if the markets have run ahead of fundamentals it goes for consolidation if it is not backed by uh, the returns or the uh, growth so uh, from that perspective i think if we just maybe try to uh, put some perspective to the rally right now we understand that there is a lot of flow which is also chasing the mid and small caps we are seeing flows uh, coming uh, in the uh, mid and small cap funds uh, and i would also add that uh, there are a lot of the uh, you know other hnis uh, ultra hnis who become very active through the last 2 3 years looking at the rear view mirror and uh, assuming that this is something which is a, a good business to have and uh, most promoters are also selling their businesses and getting into this business so i would say that there is lot of uh, liquidity which is also chasing uh, this category and uh, maybe 
to some extent um, i i would sort of believe that in some pockets it is really become uh, expensive so to say as far as the mid and small caps are concerned but eventually what will sort of uh, basically ensure the sustainability is going to be the earnings growth and um, uh, to and in cases where when i say that it has gone much ahead of the fundamentals let's say these are principally some of these let's say so called capex oriented or engineering type of companies uh, where we are also seeing economic revival taking place so if it is backed by a strong earnings growth and order flow growth then maybe that sustains but if uh, somehow for some reasons that fizzles out that could also create some bit of a gap so i think in general this was just one example but i think overall i would say that um, the uh, short term definitely uh, in few pockets looks slightly stretched and to that extent calls for some consolidation uh, but on the whole i think the long term is what one needs to sort of focus on okay so you are saying uh, you know if you are in this space or if you are eyeing this space you better be a long term investor yes yes okay as you rightly uh, mentioned i was going to ask you on this uh, capex revival infra team so Uh, if you see the biggest gainers see uh, for example uh, if you see uh, the nifty mid cap 150 or the small cap 250 constituents uh, the biggest gainers in the last year or even in uh, 2023 till date are your typical capital goods railways and defense uh, companies but uh, these biggest gainers for instance i was just running a screener this morning uh these are the ones which have also been jittery in the last two weeks your uh, mazagon docks your rvnl cochin shipyard bhl cg these the uh, cg power these are all the big losers uh in the last uh, two weeks or so as much as we say that you know if the team has a long runway and earnings growth uh, will match up do you still think that uh, these stocks have run very very far ahead of fundamentals it would make sense to do some kind of profit booking here very frankly uh, when we uh, maybe just look at the valuations and uh, you know compare it with their long term averages surely we mm-hmm. see that they have moved uh, quite ahead of their historical averages mm-hmm. and hence there is room for you know uh, some kind of concern uh, on the valuations but when i also look at fundamental changes which are happening in the category where um, these are also the segments where we have seen under investment for many years Uh, it is only that uh, through what the government have been doing there it's just maybe correcting some of these under investments of the past and bringing it on par with what is uh, the requirement of current um, uh, perspective you know frankly when i go company wise and when i look at uh, the uh, opportunity set which each of these companies maybe uh, they are targeting i think the opportunity definitely looks quite big and uh, huge in a way and uh, from that perspective when i look at the company's turnover maybe they are they still have lot of room for strong improvement now only uh, issue is that in the past we have seen that these type of uh, big opportunity have emerged in the past but they have also fizzled out for whatever reasons mm-hmm. so the only risk in all of these uh, thesis uh, is that uh, uh, you know any event which actually punctures this whole uh, you know rally is mm-hmm. something which you would be worried about but otherwise if you ask me the opportunity is there if the current uh, spend sustains uh, for uh, you know like over the next few years as the plan is mm-hmm. then i think uh, definitely you'll uh, in the short term you'll have pockets of hyper 
valuation and some consolidation but in the end there the opportunities will be there and these companies may you know sustain on the back background of uh, strong economic recovery mm-hmm. uh, so i think what we have to really monitor is uh, surely valuations has to be kept in mind and at some point one needs to uh, become a bit slow uh, you know when the valuations rises but should also be uh, open to the thought process that if uh, the opportunity is sustaining if the growth is coming then um, you know uh, the any consolidation period or any weakness should also be used as an opportunity to sort of um, uh, top it up so i would say that it is uh, expensive it is it is risen quite a bit uh, one needs to keep that in mind uh, but be open to the fact that uh, the investments are also happening at a rapid pace there okay if you look at broadly the nifty today whether it's your trailing earnings or the one year forward so how would you uh, rate it is it expensively valued or fairly valued uh, in your opinion and in this in in the light of nifty's valuation the the, the valuations of the mid and small cap indices how do you see it yeah so i uh, actually i keep one uh, data which i um, keep looking at and uh, when i um, look at let's say the 10 year average for nifty nifty mid cap and nifty small cap index mm-hmm. and uh, where they are trading currently so first of all as a as a background let me say that sometimes the uh, index level data can be a bit misleading because you know you have all sorts of adjustments which many companies go through loss to profit high, uh, you know low profit to high profit so uh, so many times the index level valuations uh, does not give a appropriate picture but anyways to make the comparisons simpler and for uh, people to understand if we just take each of these indexes and versus the 10 year averages and let me uh, say that the mid caps today are uh, the most expensive in a way right right they are trading at almost 8 9% uh, premium uh, to their uh, long term averages uh, i mean the 10 year average the nifty large cap index maybe is at a, a small discount 5 6% discount to their 10 year average and small caps are uh, at their 10 year average so uh, so in a way which means that um, in general mid and small caps are and on the higher range as compared to the large cap so clearly from the index valuation perspective uh, on a one year forward basis uh, the matrix is you know more in favor of large caps versus the mid and small caps okay so uh, you did mention that uh, index uh, valuations may not be representative is this more pronounced uh, you would say in the small cap space maybe you could still pass the large and the mid cap space index valuations could still Uh, pass off as being representative uh, yeah in a way you're right because uh, small caps will uh, will uh, you know will be laced with lot of the companies where you will still have a lot of adjustments uh, uh, taking place and hence the numbers may not be uh, truly reflective of the real picture but i would say that from that perspective i think the large caps and mid caps maybe show slightly relatively better uh, picture as compared to small caps Okay okay small cap funds have been seeing a lot of inflows as you mentioned uh, in the beginning and uh, you know long before the sebi categorization the fund you were managing was called a micro cap actively it was an actively managed micro cap fund now uh, micro cap seems to have uh, a new patronage in the form of index funds one 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 fund house recently launched an index uh, micro cap fund now uh, how do you see the risks varying in micro caps how do you see that segment compared to mid and small caps so see frankly there is no um, sebi defined classification for micro caps today but mm-hmm. uh, let's say if we assume that companies beyond 500 companies uh, you know are let's say micro cap in nature 
then i would uh, say that uh, the volatility uh, in that category of companies is much higher than the so called uh, let's say the companies which are between uh, 251st and uh, 500 companies mm-hmm. so as you go down the market cap chain the risks actually goes up significantly and they are more vulnerable to any uh, shock so let's say what you started maybe that you know we assume that uh, the valuations are very at some point for some reason there is uh, any disappointment and risk to the rally which is happening then these uh, stocks which are you know below the some range of market capitalization will be more vulnerable for uh, to correction mm-hmm. so i would say one should uh, sort of bear that in mind the other data point which i wanted to sort of just highlight to bring out this point is let's say if we take the few, last 15 years the returns of the so called small cap index mm-hmm. uh, let's say bsc small cap index for comparison sake and uh, compare it with any i mean the large listed funds in the same category i think there's a, a good difference between uh, the performance of the index and performance of the funds uh, funds yeah. in general they have outperformed the index which also means that index in a way uh, is um, open to more risk index are uh, having companies which are more vulnerable and hence uh one needs to be sort of uh, be aware of uh, that uh, risk per se uh, it looks uh, extremely exciting when things are going good and people would really are looking to go below the market cap chain and get excited with the returns but that there also la- uh, lies lot of la- landmines which one has to be careful about right 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 uh, so there was a, there recently a report uh, Uh, by a leading brokerage, which uh, uh, was saying that there is irrational exuberance. I'm quoting them in mid and small caps. In the beginning, you did make out the rationale uh, f- for uh, how to look at mid and small caps, but uh, do you think there is actually irrational uh, exuberance? See, I would say that uh, all this, um, uh, you know, whether we've reached uh, irrationality or uh, no will. be only proven as time passes and as the earnings maybe sort of maybe justifying what has been happening if the earnings don't match up as i said uh, can lead to a bigger problem and then we would sort of define them as irrational exuberance but so from an but investor on- perspective also for example at a time when uh, a lot of small caps are going up is when small cap funds is also seeing lot of inflows so you need to do the reverse isn't it you know no, i agree so uh, definitely i was coming to that point so anyways we, uh, as uh, you know time passes will come to know but definitely if you ask me today uh, looking at the valuations the type of companies which are uh, you know maybe hitting the highs every day i am also being uh, slightly discomforted in terms of the quality of companies and how they are behaving so that behavior to me is a bit concerning and i would say that to some extent there is uh irrationality and uh, maybe it continues doesn't continue who knows but i think one has to be very careful at this point in time okay okay uh so you did mention the variation between an index uh, return and a fund return so uh you know mid and small caps uh, uh, that tells us it's all about bottom up uh, stock picking so you are from a fund house and you are head equity so now uh, after the very strict uh, categorization room for innovation is happening a lot in uh, passives so uh, f- uh, because of that you have a lot of passive funds coming up in the mid and uh, small cap uh, space even the micro cap 
product launch, which we were speaking of earlier, was a passive one. So uh, actually, apart from uh, garnering it being easy ways to garner AUMs, do passive funds in mid and small cap space actually make sense? See, uh, uh, you know, uh, one is what data suggests and, uh, and one is, uh, you know, what uh, basically the category also uh, shows in terms of the characteristics. Mm -hmm. So uh, at least I would say that uh, there is still room uh, within the small and mid cap space to maybe outperform the index level uh, at the uh, at the broader level because of a simple fact, which I mentioned that the, uh, you know, index is also laced with a lot of risks and uh, landmines, which uh, maybe, and especially in the mid and small cap uh, space, today it may not seem so easy and obvious because everything is rising and it doesn't look, the risk looks low, but on a, let's say, uh, normalized environment, if uh, the liquidity gets normalized and you know, some amount of fundamentals um, uh, also maybe normalizes uh, to some extent. I think that's when the real picture will emerge. And uh, that's where when the risks which the category sort of uh, inherently has will sort of manifest in itself. So I would say that um, uh, within the middle and small cap space, because uh, of this factor, there will be a handful of companies which will outperform over a long period of time. And hence, for a manager who is uh, capable of selecting these handful businesses and uh, holding uh, on to them uh, with patience, I think those managers should outperform, uh, is my sense. And hence, there is room for the active managers uh, uh, you know, to have their share of uh, pie in this uh, space. Clearly, it's not as uh, obvious to shift money from active to passive as, as it is uh, seen in case of large caps. But surely, I mean, um, eventually, I think passives will start growing. But I, I think there's still some time uh, as far as the small caps and mid caps are concerned is, is my judgment. Okay, okay. Uh, so you've made a good case for active managers. But uh, as we all know, the fund sizes have become really huge uh, in the small cap uh, segment, the active fund uh, sizes. So, uh, you know, in on many uh, occasions when we speak to fund managers, uh, you know, it's a challenge. Uh, they also admit that your investment universe isn't growing as much and then you end up uh, having a long tail. So actively managed funds are now, uh, you know, at a at an inflection point with a lot of money and then a very co constant kind of an investment universe. So, uh, you know, how do you see these funds? What is the way forward, say, even three years, five years, 10 years down the line? Surely, I mean, I won't deny the fact that um, size does matter. Uh, but uh, through time, uh, so when I started my journey, I started with 300 crore in terms of the uh, fund under management, which was uh, the small cap, erstwhile uh, micro cap. And uh, today, both these funds, we've grown in size and scale. Now, uh, we've also witnessed that the companies themselves have grown uh, in size and scale. The minimum market cap then used to be, let's say, uh, two and a half thousand crore. Today, that has gone up to 15,000 crore. Mm -hmm. So in, when we think of the uh, universe itself, I think the universe has also grown and they have provided uh, more opportunity. Maybe what I would sort of also agree is that uh, the liquidity has also created its own bubble, which one should be careful about. And that will surely adjust at some point for whatever reasons. I mean, um, you know, as they say, the balloon will find its own pin. Uh, but uh, but at the end of the day, I think the, the size and scale of the companies have gone up. Market opportunities have also gone up. So there is a case for these type of funds to grow in size and scale and uh, continue. Only thing is that what you said is important from the 
uh, funds management perspective when you one is in a raging bull market phase and if one keeps getting the flows which is generally the fact because uh, behavior is pro cyclical in nature that's a time when uh, investments made at that point in time could uh, entail let's say lower uh, you know uh, returns over the immediate short term right. Mm-hmm. Or there could be risk of any external event actually misfiring, and that can lead to some drawdowns. But I think that is how the markets have worked. Uh, the other challenge is uh, the uh, ability to quickly build position uh, to exit position. Those challenges mm-hmm. are part of the game as you grow in size and scale. But I think uh, people have managed them well. Uh, there are uh, fund sizes um, within the mid and small cap which are like uh, uh, much higher than what we are and they have been managing it well so i would not uh, say that uh, the ability of the fund managers have got affected mm-hmm. but um, uh, but uh, there there will be these challenges in the market cycles if you are in the high cycle then it will have its own challenge with size if you are in the low cycle then uh, whatever flows doesn't uh, have any bearing because uh, at lower valuations one would really want people to put more money so so i think mm-hmm. that's how i would sort of uh, think about the size and the impact of it so you don't think that you know there can be um, uh, somewhat uh, permanent uh, gating of flows into these funds it it is is a, it is a possibility during as i said at the top of the market if uh, you know funds uh, uh, doing extremely well they keep receiving a lot of money then i think uh, it makes sense to gate the flows because we've done that at some point uh, and uh, i mean those issues will be there but as no sooner the markets uh, you know uh, so like covid uh, when the markets corrected i mean that was a good point whatever size you may be mm-hmm. you could have just uh, taken whatever amount of money and then put at that point in yeah time. but then investors don't come in at that investors point. don't come so because <laughs> i just pro cyclical behavior hai to they yeah. they don't Yeah. Uh, which we did and we were right we didn't see any flows frankly we opened our fund which were shut and yeah. nobody so i think that's that's how the behavior is but my point is that um, it won't be sort of a permanent problem uh, at some point one would want to be more rational and want to gate it and then at some point it also there will be an opportunity but then it should match with the investors behavior <laughs> that's very mm. important yeah 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 so one last question so you put it all very well but if you have to give a final takeaway for investors in the uh, mid and small cap space uh, be it direct stock investors or be it fund investors so what would your word of advice be try to understand uh, the risks well is what i would say because uh, in general uh, the the pro cyclical behavior leads to improper risk assessment in at the highs of the market people feel that the risks are not there uh, when the prices are high in fact it's the reverse order and that is something which one has to sort of keep in mind and they have to match it with their own risk taking abilities or risk appetite as we call it but what we see is that people generally tend to get carried away and then that's where uh, you know bigger problems uh, occur and hence i think it is important that one should maybe uh, the uh, i i i keep saying that uh, but but my point is that one needs to have uh, the right asset allocation and uh, maybe in a very disciplined manner keep following that if at some point the your asset allocation has got skewed in favor of uh, small caps for uh, the uh, for the reasons as we understand today mm-hmm. then there is merit in sort of um, cutting the the excess position and rebalancing it to uh, to bring it to to your uh, right mix so i think the uh, the discipline to maintain the asset allocation is what has worked uh, uh, well over long period of time and um, and that's also a good uh, way to 
beat some of these excesses which uh, gets created in the market. So that's what I would sort of suggest to the investors. Okay, uh, Mr. Samre, uh, very informative uh, conversation. I'm sure our uh, listeners will benefit a lot from this. Thank you very much for uh, joining us. Surely, thank you so much. And I hope the investors maybe uh, sort of uh, take whatever is a good advice. Uh, I don't know whether I've been able to do full justice, but to, to the, whatever extent I was able to, I have. Uh, sure, sure, thank you so much for taking out uh, time. So, thank you. Uh,